Owen Hart was an excellent wrestler. His matches against his brother Brett stand out as some of the best matches that either man ever had. Owen's friends in the locker room knew another side to the man, one that could make them howl with laughter, whether it was at their own expense or someone else's. Owen's legacy to his fellow wrestlers is one of wit and warmth, and in some ways, he was the exact opposite to his brother. Within the Hart family, one of wrestling's most esteemed dynasties, Owen emerged as the light to Brett's darkness. While Brett was stoical and serious about the business, Owen was light-hearted, charming and fun. When Owen shockingly passed away in 1999, it was an event that shook the wrestling world on both sides of the curtain. Today, we're not going to focus on that tragic event. Instead, we're going to take a look at the man who was like a kid brother to not just Bret Hart, but to everyone who worked with him. In professional wrestling terminology, a rib is a prank that's played on another wrestler or backstage employee by another wrestler. It's a long-held tradition for wrestlers to rib each other backstage and sometimes even in the ring. It's kind of like a rite of passage and a way for the guys to blow off steam with each other. These practical jokes aren't always good-natured, however. There are many stories about wrestlers treating each other in pretty diabolical ways in the name of having a laugh. Tom Billington, also known as the Dynamite Kid, was related to the Hart family by marriage. He married Michelle, who was sister to Bret Hart's first wife, Julie. Billington, despite being one of the most spectacular technical wrestlers in the world, was also a violent bully. Billington took ribbing to another level, with a habit of spiking his fellow wrestlers with tranquilizers, and he caused at least one wrestler to have a nervous breakdown. Outside of his wrestling ability, nobody ever had a good word to say about the Dynamite Kid. To this day, people still speak about him with hatred in their voices. Nobody can say that about Owen Hart, however. When Hart ribbed somebody, it came from a place of fun and mischief. In an interview, Triple H said, Owen was a great guy. Probably not a month goes by all these years later that somebody doesn't still tell a funny Owen Hart story. He didn't take the business too seriously. He didn't take anything too seriously except his family. And he kept a lot of his life personal. But he was a good friend to a lot of the guys. Very funny and always playing a joke on somebody. And the incredible thing about Owen was, he was totally fearless in who he was ribbing. Not even Vince McMahon was safe. It was December 1995 and the WWF were promoting a hogpen match between Hunter Hearst Helmsley, now known as Triple H, and Henry Godwin at the In Your House 5 pay-per-view. The stipulation for the match was that the men were to wrestle in an actual pig pen filled with mud and real pigs. For the show, a bunch of pigs were dropped off at the arena earlier in the day, and Owen saw an opportunity for mayhem. Long before he became a superstar in his own right, Matt Hardy was working for the WWF as a hired hand backstage, and on the night of In Your House 5, he was given the job of herding the pigs. In an interview, Matt said, I remember Owen came roaring out of the hallway, and he said, hey, you're the guys with the hogs. I'll show you where to put them. Come with me. Come with me. Come with me. We kind of followed this because he seemed very suspect when he was doing this. He was up to something. 
At every arena that the WWF would arrive in, Vince McMahon had his own makeshift office set up in one of the backstage rooms. Usually there's a sign on the door with his name on it, but Owen had sneakily removed it when nobody was looking. Owen directed Matt and the pigs directly into Vince's office. Just a few minutes later, Vince came back to the office. He reached for the door handle, pulled it open and was greeted by a pig trying to escape from the room. Vince surveyed the scene in his office. There were hogs everywhere. Without missing a beat, he stormed back into the corridor and roared Owen's name. He'd immediately figured out there was only one man to blame for this prank. We very rarely hear of wrestlers ribbing Vince McMahon with even the toughest guys being scared of the potential repercussions. But for Owen Hart, he'd been laughing in the face of authority since he was just a kid. Owen's father, Stu Hart, was both respected and feared in the wrestling business. He was an old-school promoter that not only taught his eight sons how to wrestle, but also countless other men who would go on to become legends in the business. The likes of Billy Graham, Chris Jericho, Brian Pillman, Mark Henry and Edge all came through the Hart family dungeon and so many others speak with reverence about the punishment meted out to them by one of the toughest Canadians ever to live. Tellingly, Brett always referred to his dad by his first name. That says a lot about their relationship. But for Owen, his mischief knew no bounds and he wasn't going to stop at his dad when it came to playing pranks. One of Owen's many talents was a knack for doing impressions. In his autobiography, Brett recounted how Owen managed to piss his dad off in the space of about 10 seconds by impersonating his longtime friend, Reg Park. On the morning of WrestleMania 5, a call came for Stu, who stood in his long, striped nightshirt, talking with a big smile on his face. Yeah, Reg, how the hell are you? Reg Park had been a respected bodybuilder once upon a time. He was an easygoing guy and the conversation started out friendly, but Stu couldn't believe his ears when Reg suddenly said, Stu, you were always afraid of me. You never had the balls to try me or I would have shoved your head up your ass. Stu was pacing the room with the receiver pressed hard against his cauliflower ear, his jaw set like granite. Reg, if you wanted to try me, why didn't you try me? Even the veins in his sturdy white legs seemed to swell with rage. I was sure Stu was about to head downstairs and face off with Reg right there in the lobby. Then Stu abruptly sat on the bed and slammed the phone down. A shy, almost embarrassed smile broke over my dad's face. That was Owen. The little bastard got me. Brett was amazed that Owen had managed to get under the skin of their father so quickly and so effectively. While Brett always took his job as a professional wrestler very seriously, in many ways Owen was the polar opposite. It was the typical big brother, little brother dynamic. Naturally, when it came to stepping between the ropes with each other, magic used to happen in the middle of the ring whenever the brothers faced off. Their matches against each other at SummerSlam 1994 in the Steel Cage and later at WrestleMania 10 were some of the best matches in either man's career. But that didn't stop Owen from ribbing his brother right there in front of thousands of fans. It happened during a WWF tour, possibly somewhere in India, where Owen and Brett 
was set to face off in a non-televised house show match. The tale goes that Owen snuck into the ring before the show and hid a can of sardines either under the ring or inside one of the turnbuckles. Later on in the evening during the match, Owen got the chance to retrieve his tin of fish without Brett noticing. During the match, Owen trapped Brett in a camel clutch. In that moment, he popped the can of sardines and forced them into Brett's mouth and wiped them around his face. Brett had no choice but to continue the rest of the match with that unpleasant taste and smell of sardines all over him. It didn't matter whether it was backstage or in the ring, the most important thing for Owen was to have a laugh. He just refused to take life too seriously. One night in San Antonio, he found the perfect accomplice in Mick Foley for another rib. Owen and Mick had a match scheduled and they found out that Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter was going to be in attendance. Dave Meltzer is known as one of wrestling's foremost journalists and he gives a rating to every match he sees and posts them. These days on his website, but back in the day, he used to put the match results and his rating in his newsletter. Knowing that he was in attendance, both Owen and Mick decided to aim for the lowest possible match rating from Meltzer by intentionally staging the worst match ever. Sadly, there's no video recording of this match in existence, but Meltzer has spoken about this incident on Chris Jericho's podcast. According to him, Owen and Foley exaggerated every single move that they performed and ended up turning the match into a comedy hardcore match. They slammed each other on big bags of popcorn and acted as if they were mortally wounded. Meltzer revealed that he had no idea about their plans. He said, I watched the match and they were hitting each other with bags of popcorn and overselling it. It was ludicrous, but it worked. Steve Austin was the special enforcer for the match and he was positioned outside the ring. Foley mentioned in his autobiography that Austin had to hide his face in his arms to hide his laughter. Despite their best efforts to have the worst ever wrestling match, Owen and Mick Foley ended up winning the San Jose crowd over with their comedy wrestling. To their disappointment, Meltzer didn't give the match a negative star rating. He actually thought it was an excellently timed comedy match. Davy Boy Smith, also known as the British Bulldog, was known for his typically English sense of banter. He had also grown up around Tom Billington, who we spoke about earlier, so he had more than a thick skin when it came to pranks, and yet Owen and Brett sometimes managed to push him to the limit. Davy was as close to the Hart family as it was possible to be without being a blood relative. When he moved from the UK to Canada as a teenager, he was taken in by the Hart family and learned to wrestle in Stu Hart's dungeon. He went on to marry Diana, who was the sister to Bretton Owen. At the end of a long tour, the Hart brothers were getting ready to head back home to Calgary. Unfortunately for Bretton Owen, they were scheduled for matches later in the night, which meant they were going to miss the flight home and wouldn't be able to get back until the day after. On the other hand, Davey had already wrestled his match and was set to leave the show early securing a spot on the last flight of the night to Calgary. Davy kept on teasing Brett and Owen about the fact that they wouldn't be home until the day after, whereas he 
would be in bed with his wife in just a couple of hours time. Once the show was over, Brett and Owen sprinted to the airport as quickly as possible, hoping against the odds to catch the last flight home. As luck would have it, they encountered a wrestling fan working behind the airport desk. In return for a few pictures and some autographs, the check-in assistant not only got the boys through security in double quick time, they also upgraded their seats to first class tickets. Brett and Owen found themselves sitting in an empty first class section on the plane. Davy, however, was stuck right at the back of the plane in a packed coach section. A flight attendant approached Owen and Brett asking if they'd like to invite their friend to join them in first class. Realising that Davy was alone at the back, they decided to play along, pretending that he was just a wannabe wrestler. They agreed to chat to him for a bit, but told the attendant that they would give a sign when they wanted him to return to the economy seats. And so, Davy came and sat with Brett and Owen in first class for a while. A few minutes later, they gave the signal and the attendant asked Davy to return to his seat in coach. Davy tried to explain that he was a WWF superstar too, but the attendant wasn't having any of it. Eventually, Brett and Owen owned up to Davy, who had now gone red in the face. In a fiery tirade, Davy bellowed, Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you. A Brett, Owen, and the flight attendant. Brett and Owen couldn't stop laughing for the rest of the flight home, knowing they'd well and truly got under the skin of the British Bulldog. Sometimes Owen's ribs were on a much smaller scale. Jim Ross told a great story about a joke that Owen played on him one day before a show. JR was working as both the WWF talent relations officer and on-screen commentator at the time. He'd been in a meeting where he'd had to have an intervention with a wrestler whose drug abuse issues were spiralling out of control at the time and the discussion had taken hours to come to a conclusion. When JR emerged from the meeting room, Owen noticed how stressed out he seemed to be. After a quick trip to catering, Owen jumped out on JR with icing sugar under his nose as if he'd been doing cocaine and said, It looks like you've had a rough day, JR, but a lot of us are appreciative of what you're trying to do to help. JR couldn't help but crack up at the time. And that was Owen's way of putting his arm around a stressed out friend and colleague and a way to tell them that it's going to be okay. After Owen passed away, Brett wrote about how ultimately Owen was a friend to almost everyone that he met. He's not remembered for his high flying and he may be remembered for his practical jokes, but more importantly, he's remembered for the kind of guy he was and being a real friend to people when they were struggling or got depressed and were bummed out about being away from their home all the time. Owen was one of those kind of guys where it was almost like magic where he could pick up your spirits and make you smile to get through the day. In the often self-serving world of pro wrestling, there was nobody else like Owen. Everyone adored him and this transcended beyond the confines of the locker room, touching the hearts of fans all around the world. <laughs> 